aspects of word ministry within the church. Uh, so there is public ministry of the word, meaning faithful um, Bible preaching. There is personal ministry of the word, meaning your personal devotions with the Lord. And then there's interpersonal ministry of the word, meaning talking about the Bible with each other. Um, and I think um, our, our style of churches often are really blessed with wonderful um, preaching, which is fantastic. And we can encourage each other in our personal devotions. Um, but often what we miss out on a bit more is the interpersonal ministry of the word and particularly pastoral care. So that is the areas that we feel our style of churches, the more reformed churches really need to grow in. Um, and um, that's where our burden is. And then as an extension, as a more specialist part of that, um, um, we both do um, some biblical counselling. So I volunteer one day a week at the moment at City Church doing biblical counselling, having previously done that um, in our previous church, which was Beeston Free Church in Nottingham, having done the Biblical Counselling UK certificate course and the Biblical Counselling UK church-based intern scheme. Um, so, yes, I think that's, that's our burden, really. Exciting. Well, let me just pray for you guys, and then we can get on with the second session. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Chris and Zena, for the gifts that you've given them. Um, thank you, Lord, that you have a burden for us to care well for each other in your church. And we thank you that um, we have an opportunity to think a little bit more about that this morning. We just pray for Chris and Zena as they lead us, help us as a church, Father, to um, hear from them and, and apply the principles of your word better in our church culture so that we can have a, a caring church culture, one where we look out for each other and where sinners and strugglers can be supported by fellow sinners and strugglers in your church. For Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Amen. Over to you. Thank you very much. Um, I want to make sure that you all have access to, whether that's by a phone or by a paper, your uh, Bible. Uh, not going to turn them up yet. I just want you to know that that's what we're going to be going to if you need any more there are some more bibles over here we can bring them around if you need a bible put your hand up um and we uh can volunteer jez to bring it to you there's no hands up. oh one hand up excellent this session is going to be taking the one anothering part we should pray for one another and we're just going to uh, no no not yet not yet and um, we're just going to look at that in a little bit of depth and it's a practical session so we're going to be doing some praying first question up is what is prayer just think about that for a brief moment how you might answer that I've got a, a quote here from John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, and I think it's quite an interesting and helpful quote. It is not the mouth that is the main thing to be looked at in prayer. We often look at people, and this is not John Bunyan, I'm now making a comment. We often look at people and they're eloquent in their prayers or they're not eloquent in their prayers and make some sort of human judgment on that. So he says, it is not the mouth that is the main thing to be looked at in prayer, but the heart. The best prayers have often more groans than words. It's taking one's heart and bringing it before the Lord. 
whether that be in difficulty, in mundane, it's just not changingness, or in, it's, this is amazing. It's taking our hearts and praying, taking them to the Lord rather than the mouth. I think that's just really helpful and clear from John Brennan there. Also, scripturally, we are taught that we are, we are to pray to the Father through the Son in the power of the Spirit. God is triune, and prayer is triune. But I want us to look at two different prayers in the Bible. And just when you and I just jump into a prayer, just noticing where things are at, when we ask for prayer points in our small groups and then we're praying about it, how does that relate to when we're looking at scriptural prayers? So I want you to turn up. It will come up on screen, but I want you to be able to just look at it. Um, Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. And I'll read it out when the Bible flicking noise reduces so I know people have got it. Fabulous. Philippians 1, 3 to 11. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, one of the things, if you look at Paul's letters and Paul's prayers, it can be very hard to distinguish where the prayer is. It weaves in and out. It's, there's doctrine and praying and other people... There is one view that actually most of Paul's letters are a prayer, but I'm just pushing into, he just talks and prays and talks and prays, but there are key elements to this prayer. He does pray, so I've, I've highlighted the yellow bit of your partnership in the gospel from the first day till now in, in verse 5. He does pray about the situation rather than ignore it. He does pray, but the volume of the prayer of the situation isn't the main content. The green parts in verses 6 and 9, he prays for the heart or biblical truths relevant to the situation. So being confident of this, that he began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion of Christ Jesus. In verse 9, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. That's praying scripture into the situation. And then he also prays for fruit, for growth of the Philippians. Verse 10, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, 
filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So we have situation, heart or script- and or scriptural truths, and fruit from the Lord. Is there a typo on the screen? Blue equals fruit, not oranges, sorry. There you go. Uh, it may come in the next slide as well, just to ignore. So we now want to jump to Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 5 to 11. Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 5 to 11. Anybody with a church Bible, shout out the page number. 484. Okay, Nehemiah 1, 5 to 11. Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instructions you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are farthest at the horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants, who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. So that's Nehemiah's prayer before he goes before the king. Again, it, it, hopefully you can see the interweaving. You may not be able to read the, the screen entirely, but you can see the interweaving of Green is heart or biblical truths prayed in the prayer. Yellow is the situation. So the situation is not ignored, but it is prayed about. Red is confession. Confessing the sins before the Lord. And uh, blue is fruit. I could take you through a number of other prayers in scripture but you see this interweaving the reason I wanted to do two different ones like this is that it's not um, definitively an algorithm of you must pray this bit first then this bit second then this you must go yellow green you know but they are interwoven the situation is not ignored but it's not stopped at there I've been in a number of small group bible studies where it's about the situation Please pray that Granny's knees operation would go well. Full stop. Amen. Not saying we don't pray about the operation, but where do we go from there? That we have heart or biblical truths, if there's confession required, and praying for fruit within that prayer. So putting that together, we pray for the heart and biblical truths relevant to the situation and for fruit relevant to the situation. We pray to the Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. But where your heart is matters more than what your, the words you use to speak. We are now going to run around with some vignettes where you can practice doing this. 
Give us a moment. So, um, Jess and Chris are just bringing um, the vignettes round. In little groups of um, two or three, maximum four, um, together pick one of these vignettes. We've tried to make them that they might be uh, different people that you could potentially come across um, in your church family. Um, so if one feels um, a bit more, a, a bit closer to a situation that, that um, is going on in someone you know, um, then feel free to pick that one. And what we'd really like you to do is um, together to work out how you're going to pray for this person. And ideally, have a go at writing a prayer out. And think about praying for the situation, praying for the person's heart in that situation, praying about biblical truths that are relevant to the situation, and praying for what the fruit, spiritual fruit, might look like in that situation. We're then going to um, ask you to, uh, some of you to volunteer to, to share, to, to read these prayers out. Okay, so we're going to give you a good amount of time so you can look at the vignette, make a decision, and then think together about how you might pray for this person. If you, if you want to invent a vignette of your own, as long as it's anonymous and isn't, um, you know, feel free to do that. That's probably going to take more work, so I'd suggest just pick one of the five that are there. Okay. Yeah, we'll give you 10 to 15 minutes. We'll call you back when it looks like people are finished. Right, uh, most groups are finished. So we could draw that to a close. Over to you. Okay, um, so it would be really wonderful if uh, we would have some people willing to read out the prayer that they've written. Um, so we'll, we'll go through each of the vignettes at a time and, and then ask for hands up as to anyone willing to read out a prayer that they've written for that vignette. So anyone willing to uh, read out prayer that they've written for this person? Or if they've not written a prayer out, the, what they would be praying for. Yeah, or types of scripture things you might be thinking about in relation to this. Um, okay, so... And we've kind of made notes here. Um, pray that we can uh, approach God, uh, this person, um, through Christ, that Christ is like a, a gateway into, uh, you know, a, a conversation with God and being thankful for that. Um, that he will never leave or, or forsake this person. They're going through a difficult time, but we're, we're praying that this person would hold on to that truth um, through this difficult situation. Um, what else that, that they are ultimately a, a child of God um, that they're part of a wider church family um, and when this person does pray um, God turns his ear and listens um, it's important to recognise that especially when there's no you know, physical change to a, a context or a personal circumstance God it says in one of the Psalms turns his ear and, and will always you know, always listen to our prayers, regardless of whether anything changes, which is an encouragement in itself. Um, and then for fruits, uh, we've said, obviously, patience and, and contentment. Um, contentment as much as is possible 
you know, this person wants a change in their life, but ultimately um, we want them to we want them to be content with the, the blessings that are already in their life. Um, and then for just good friends, um, good friends to come along ultimately, but maybe Christian friends, we said, Christian friends who would encourage them. Um, not just friends in general, but, you know, the best kind of friends, gospel-centered um, people who could encourage them and pray for them. And, um, yeah, maybe they, they would take that form. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, you know, wonderfully reminding the person to approach through Christ and then some of the truths, like the Lord promises never to forsake us, really important when we're feeling lonely. Um, and then also, as you're saying, the importance that, of praying about the person being ch- part of a church family. And, and as you say, praying about the situation that the Lord will provide good Christian friends. We know that is something he wants for us. He wants us to be in relationship with other Christians. So it's a good thing um, to pray about. Yeah, wonderful biblical truths there that are so relevant to that situation. Thank you very much to that group. Really helpful. Um, anyone else um, want to share in relation to that? Or shall we move on to... Oh, lovely. Thank you. We didn't do this for Ned, but it just struck me as I was looking at it that how important thankfulness is in that. And... it. Uh, to me, it would be important to thank God that, for the new job. And I think probably that came in to Nehemiah's prayer somewhere as well. I'm not sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, sometimes when we're struggling, it is, it is easy to lose sight of God's grace. This, the Lord has given this person a new job, and that is a real blessing and, and a privilege. So absolutely, thanking God for, for, the, for the grace that you see in that person's life. Really important. Thank you. Okay, uh, vignette two. Did any did anyone do vignette two? My friends have just got engaged. I'm both excited for them and finding it hard for me as I'm single and I'd love to be married. Please pray for them as they prepare to get married, and for me in this. Um, and I, I I had a, a young woman share this with me. We're in a prayer group of four, um, and this is this is such a wonderful request because she she is opening her heart up to you she is showing you that she is both rejoicing for her friends but also sharing what she is finding hard um and so that's a it's a wonderful prayer request in itself and it is a real one so go for it okay we it's half notes half prayer so (laughs) uh so father we lift up x and y to you um we thank you for the gift of marriage, and this is a signpost and example for the church's marriage to Christ. And we thank you for the gift of singleness and the blessing and opportunity that that can bring. That one day we will all be married to Jesus. Um, we confess that we often idealize marriage and forget that Jesus is ultimately our goal. Um, help us to understand, love, and appreciate the joys of singleness, um, for particularly person we're praying for as they struggle with loneliness help us to love one another and the person within that help the couple as they prepare for wisdom and for a gospel heart in preparing for the day Uh, give them good communication and guidance as they prepare for the long term may their marriage bring the gospel fruit Uh, we pray for um, peace um, with the situation at hand and trust of god's uh, providential plans thank you 
So again, wonderful thankfulness there, a reminder that both marriage and singleness are a gift from God, that's really wonderful, but also praying for the person um, in her struggles and then the eternal perspective as well, that one day we will all be the brides of Christ. So really, really thank you so much for that, that's great. Um, moving on to vignette number three, anyone do this one? You can change, I should have said, you can change the genders, you can change... Um, you know, subtle aspects about it. Um, uh, in our previous church, we had a lot of um, students from China, and this was a this was a real pressure that they came under, particularly if their parents were not Christians. Um, I'm visiting my parents in China next week. Uh, they don't believe in Jesus. They always focus on my career and when I'm going to get married. When I finish my PhD next year, they want me to return to live with them in China but I'd like to stay here. And my supervisor has said there might be a job for me here at the university. Please pray we would get on and I'd know what to say if they bring up after I finish my PhD. Have we got a willing volunteer to talk about what they were thinking about with those? Okay, this is how far we got with our prayer for, for this friend. Father in heaven, thank you for my friend and for their parents and the opportunity to visit them in China. Please help my friend to delight to fear you and honor you above all. I pray you will help them to honor their parents too. We know this is a challenging situation, but ask they would be blessed with mutual understanding. I pray for patience, love, and humility. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So again, starting with thankfulness and then also bringing in the biblical truths of how to honor the Lord and honor their parents because um, that's going to be a real challenge um, for this person. Thank you. Good. Okay. Have um, we got four? Uh, number four. Please pray for me at work. I've got too much to do um, in the time available, and there isn't anyone who can help me with my work. I think most people probably feel like that at some point in their working life. Um, my line manager isn't that supportive. I'm feeling quite stressed, and then the ser sermon recently on Sabbath rest just made me feel guilty. Um, I'm reading the Bible and pray, praying every day, so I'm thankful for that. Please pray my workload would reduce. Now, you might not have had a sermon recently on Sabbath rest, but you might have had something that has made this person feel guilty in relation to their work situation. Um, we didn't write out the prayer, but we've got the bullet notes. Um, I think the biblical truths here, like, like the person's picked up as a Sabbath rest, and that God, work is God's invention, um, and that kind of... He does care for us, um, and yeah, like will provide for us. So there's biblical truths there. There's the situation itself we can't ignore. The person's asked for less work and sympathy from the line manager um, or help, and the kind of the confession part also, feeling guilty for perhaps not actually resting when they should, um, and potentially feeling guilty when working and feeling guilty when not working. So you can pray into that, and and the fruit you can pray for that is for endurance and being able to glorify God. Um, even what seems like secular work. Great, thank you. Um, it, it would be quite easy in this one to assume the person is working on the Sabbath. We, we don't know, so um, be careful not to, you didn't do it, which is great, but be careful not to jump into assumptions and, and confessing on behalf of that person. Um, but they have shared something where clearly the Lord has touched them through a sermon, so also being able to, to pray about that and, and how the Lord is speaking to them. But yes, thank you so much. As you say, work is, is um, a, a, a good thing to do for the Lord in a way that we can glorify him, praying about that. 
and he might not answer by reducing the workload. Part of this might be learning dependence on him and learning the person's limitations. So actually praying the Lord would learn to depend on him. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Um, next and final one. My friend has been in touch to say she's been diagnosed with a serious illness. So this could be any illness. Um, she isn't a Christian. I changed the genders by accident, sorry. Um, she knows I am. I want to be a good friend to her, but I feel out of my depth. I don't know what to say about the serious illness. Please pray for me to know how to be a good witness and how to be a good friend to the person in this situation. Any volunteers to share? Oh, yeah, it was more about like um, the themes we were thinking. So um, I've lost a friend and I guess for me, the guilt was that I didn't spend enough time with them when they were around. So it's about praying that they are prepared to sacrifice their time um, to really kind of do quality time and maybe kind of get support from their friends that they can kind of take a backseat and other things to prioritise this relationship. Um, but also that they are bold about the gospel and not be afraid about the question about suffering because it might not come up but sometimes we are afraid about talking about why bad things happen to some people because we're afraid that they're going to ask us a question we can't answer. Um, but also about that we can look to like a time with no suffering and how that is such an encouragement. Thank you so much um, for sharing. Um, absolutely, the, the importance this this. This friend's friend is in a really difficult situation. So, yeah, praying for that friend to be able to prioritise this, this friendship and have wisdom as to how to do that. And that might even mean stepping off a church rotor to spend time um, with this person. So praying they would have wisdom to know how to prioritise this friendship. So important. Absolutely. And then, as you say, boldness. Because it is really hard. It's, you know, we do worry... Um, what the person might think when we share the gospel, but they know we're a Christian and they're choosing to share with us. And we have the best news ever to share, but it is about how you lovingly and gently share it with them. And that means spending time with them, which brings you back to, brings you back to the first point, which was excellent. Thank you so much, really helpful. So you're also good at this. Have you noticed actually, it was fairly natural once pointed out that the situation, think about some Bible bits, truths, fruit, it's there. You don't, you don't in, your, in your prayer need to quote scripture and verse. You know, God knows the scripture. But you're putting it in and weaving it in in lots of different beautiful ways. And I'm sure if we actually, we're not going to, I'm sure if we actually just went around everybody, we could see different aspects of that and different prayers about the same vignette but with biblical truths and fruit coming out of that. Because you're so good, and I'm, I'm, I'm now joining you as in, a, in, in your small group, you don't know me, and I'm going to share a prayer point with you. And it's true, it's for today, so I'm not making it up. But I want you as a group, and I'll run around with the, the microphone, to suggest what aspects to pray for me. So the current situation is, um, Zena and I are at Grace Church in the morning. 
Yeah? Uh, this afternoon, I've been looking after the whole week uh, 20 Americans on mission uh, to City Church, and they're all coming around to our house this afternoon, 20 of them. It is forecast for thunderstorms. We do not have space for 20 people inside the house. That is going to be eating. Yeah. Um, please pray for no thunderstorms. That's my prayer request in a situation. It is a real, I'm not, that is live. Okay? What would you pray for me? So the first two things that come to mind, one would be to, to pray to God for that, that you know, he is in charge of the weather, you know, Jesus calmed the storm, we see that. But then I think I'd also want to pray for you that you would trust in him for what's going to come, that that situation may or may not arise, but he knows and he's prepared for that, even if in this moment you're not feeling that, that you would you know, be encouraged, as you said earlier, in him, however it plays out, that he loves you and he you know, sees what you're doing and he, you know, he's in charge. Also to say thank you that you've got 20 Americans who've come to City Church to serve, um, who've flown across the world. Um, and also that there will just be good humour no matter what happens if you're all having to get to know each other very well by being shoulder to shoulder. Praise God for that. Um, and that can just be done with humility and fun or if you're having to relocate to a different location alongside praying for no thunderstorms yeah thank you so much very good points both of them any more suggestions for my heart or uh, i'd be i'd want to pray that you um wouldn't be control like controlled by fear of what others will think of you where have you gone you're there because <laughs> um, it could be easy to think oh no i'm not able to be hospitable to these people in the way that I would like to, what are they going to think of me, what do they think of my smaller flat or whatever, um, but to feel um, a sense of stability in, in who you are in Christ and therefore not to be controlled by that fear of the opinions of others. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I've got more. I've got lots of heart issues, as you can see. I'll probably give thanks to God and I will think at the same time, what's the matter with these crazy people thinking of inviting 20 people in their homes and American people who are usually known for big houses. And, but I'll pray for this boldness to be, for God to turn it for good um, with a purpose. And uh, I will give thanks for the gift of hospitality that you have. Um, yeah, and look forward to what God has prepared for you with or without thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, Chris didn't tell you, we live in Ancoats, um, and um, the downstairs of our house is, is, is quite small. <laughs> so as you say, compared to an American house, um, that, yeah, it's a lot smaller than they would expect. But we do have a garden, and that's why if it was dry, we'll be fine. <laughs> There's more heart issues coming up. I'd slightly go tongue-in-cheek and say, don't worry about this afternoon because this morning's got enough troubles of its own. Um, but then... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very good. But, yeah, no, in all seriousness, though, he's, he's got it in control, so it's... The, the, genuinely, there's no point in worrying because what it'll be will be. 
Yeah, connecting brilliantly back to the first point that actually the, the real issue we need is we need to trust in the Lord, don't we, for his, his provision, his sovereignty um, over this situation. He gave us the crazy idea to invite them around and we need to trust that we, he will provide for us. Yeah. There's more. But you, I mean, I, the point is, it was a very superficial, real situation but there are many different routes in for praying for our heart because it's full of all sorts. Um, I think it would be good to pray for the people as well um, that come. Um, so when it starts raining, people can sort of make wise decisions to either very nicely and gently leave or, <laughs> or think of something else. Um, yeah, and not, not, not and, and I suppose some honesty and some truth as well in, in that and for people to just be honest and say, actually... It's too full. Let's go. And maybe even some honesty and truth with you guys to say it's too small. Um, so let's call it off and have it under time and just a wisdom and um, yeah, to be able to know and do that. I would obviously I don't know you very well, but if we, if you are someone I knew, the first thing I would say probably is is any way I could help before we pray, and if things don't turn out, uh, could we ask someone from Grace Church to help you host these people? Uh, is there anything that can be done about it? And then let's pray about it. Yeah, okay. Brilliant. Yes, yes, coming together as church family. I think, I know you're meeting to have a meal and to welcome them, but I think I also probably pray that it won't just be a very social, superficial sort of um, time, but it will be a time of growing in faith, sort of. It doesn't have to be formal, you know, faith-building exercise, but just through your conversations and decisions, you're growing in faith. And on that note, is it okay if I pray with, you know, for you guys now? Let's pray. Thank you. <laughs> Dear Lord, we thank you so much for Chris and Zina, and we thank you for this session, and for the event they have in the afternoon, we know that you're Lord, and you have power over the elements, and so we do pray that you will Go ahead of them. We know you can. Um, and this is what we ask, that um, if it's your will, Lord, would you let the weather hold for them to have this um, time with um, these Americans. And um, yeah, as they come together, let them have great time together. Let the food nourish them. Let their time be encouraging to them. And would you be present in their, in their event? Let it be one that they would... Um, yeah, look back and thank you for because they know you've, you were with them and you, you've helped them to grow in faith. And Lord, we also do pray that um, even though their, uh, their, their house or their property is small, Lord, it will actually be to a great benefit because they can be cozier you know, together and um, have a great time together. So Lord, we just pray that you'll be with them and um, yeah, just um, help them know your love and help them depend on you. We pray that they won't be anxious about anything, but... In all these, they will come to you with thanksgiving and make their supplications known to you so that um, in the end, you, you will take the glory because it will be one that will glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. What I just also wanted to point out, I mean, you've blessed us more than we have you, it looks like to me, is you don't know us apart from you believe us to be Christians, and we've just done a share. We've just shared something real, but relatively superficial. But by looking for, okay, that's really going on, 
I know some Bible bits, I know some truth, I know fruit bits, and I'm going to pray that in. It doesn't feel weird. And each one of you that shared that prayer would have been and is really precious rather than someone got an A plus and something. No, no, no. People were able to see various different bits and pray that in a real way and change a very superficial, somebody you don't know well. If you knew me better, you might have to have some ideas as to where my heart issues might be. But even then, you were able to bring in-depth biblical prayers out in a way that will glorify the Lord, not just a situation. We're at half past. Um, what I would, we're going to have to stop, but what I would encourage you to do, because I do understand you have a prayer time later, is to take these aspects into that when you're doing that, rather than take up some time now and do that. Because you have already done some sharing. You have already done some praying for each other. But then actually take that, looking for the heart, looking for scripture, looking for God's fruit and for God's glory in those prayers. Thank you so much. Shall we show Chris and Zena our appreciation for them coming to be with us? <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Um, just a, a little gesture of our appreciation. Thank you for spending your time with us this morning. It has been a blessing. Um, and um, we're grateful that you've taken the time to be here, particularly when you need to run off and do hosting and hospitality later. And obviously we have prayed um, that that would be a blessing for you. Shall we just pray to, to wrap up these sessions? Lord God, thank you so much um, that you make it available for all of us to be able to help each other. Um, that it doesn't, we don't need to be experts. We just need to be people dependent on you, um, trusting in Jesus. And we thank you for the tools that you've given us this morning. Um, to think through how we can pray well for others, how we can support others, think about not just the situation, but the heart as well. And Father, I pray that we would all feel empowered um, to be able to pray more intelligent, godly, helpful, thoughtful, um, constructive prayers for others, and that we would have the blessing of having others do that for us as well. Lord, help us to be um, more godly and more um, Christ-like in the way that we serve each other in our church. And thank you so much for the teaching we've had this morning. Please bless Chris and Zena as they head off from here. Bless them this afternoon. Give them a great time with the Americans and encourage them in their ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. I just wanted to, in that prayer, just finish with, I'd like to encourage you, put courage in, to speak to one another well, to listen to one another well, to love one another well, to pray for one another well, to greet one another well, and all those other one another aspects. But Christ's courage to do those things, to step out in faith, so encourage one another to do that. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Heavenly Father, thank you again for um, feeding us with your word, and we thank you that you feed us physically as well. Thank you for the food that we can enjoy together. Um, Lord, we pray that this time that we have now over lunch would also be precious. It would be a time where we can welcome each other, bless each other, encourage each other. Um, thank you for this wonderful day that we can enjoy together. So we just pray that you'd bless the remainder of our time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.